Welcome to the Soul Unleashed podcast, where self-discovery and coloring outside of the lines is encouraged. If you have started your own inward journey, my friend, I'm excited to help you unleash your soul. And now, the man who shatters paradigms, the host of the Soul Unleashed podcast, Mike Nicholas. Hello again, friends and fellow seekers. This is Mike Nicholas. Welcome again to another podcast of the Soul Unleashed. I just want to start this particular podcast with a very specific question. And the question is, is this podcast worth your time? And I'm asking that because I'm a consumer of podcasts, big shocker. And I listen to a lot of different things. And I some things are for me and some things are not. And what led me to this was the other day I was listening to a podcast and it was a spiritual podcast and there's quite a few things out there on the spiritual side of things as you probably know you know dealing with wonderful near-death experiences to people who have uh, wonderful capabilities and gifts as psychics etc et this young lady was talking about spiritual awakening and she was going on about the I don't remember how many levels 15 levels 20 levels whatever of spiritual awakening and each each one had some detailed things to it and she had been through all of them and I thought man this 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 lady she sounds very young this lady's very advanced and here I am I'm on this that spectrum someplace but I don't know exactly what hole to stick my my spiritual uh, sense into and I, I started thinking this that was not for me that particular podcast and but I'm sure it appeals to other people who are uh, on that particular wavelength and so I wanted to make sure that I was clear from the very beginning with this podcast who it is that I'm hoping to uh, relate to as I as I do these. And my relationship uh, with you has to do with probably my background, right? I, I've already mentioned that I was a military officer and grew up in a very structured life. I uh, went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, and my worldview was shaped early on by a lot of different things but the military uh, I'm a project management professional still am and engineer and all of that caused me to be very skeptical highly skeptical of you know spiritual or, or nutty things right and so that's the way I approach life I, I was you know I did the thing in terms of going to church and reading the Bible and and believing from a faith perspective in, in most things but I, I always felt that there was something else out there. And so the people that I'm hoping to relate to through this podcast are, are the kind of person or you're the kind of person that, you know, you've got your life together. You're doing very well. You've, you're doing great with your career. You've probably got a lot of certifications. Uh, you may be a project management professional or an engineer or a scientist, you're, but your life is structured. You get up in the morning and you're, you're thinking about how to plan your day and you probably listen to other podcasts that deal with motivation and business and, and all the kinds of cool things. And that is, that is wonderful. But I knew inside as I was, as I was gone through all this, that there was something else out there beyond me. And I knew that it was important that I find that my soul's purpose, my life's purpose beyond what I was experiencing. And my hope is to, to help you with that. And also to bring comfort to those of you, especially those of you who have lost loved ones and, and holy mackerel those of you who have lost children that there is definitely something beyond what we can see and sense in this world and that our loved ones are, are fine and well 
and able to, if we wish to, to communicate with us. So that's that's the purpose of this podcast. And I, I, I want to share with you just a couple a couple things about, you know, early on, what caused me to be pretty jaded about the whole spiritual thing. Uh, way back when, when I was uh, a cadet at the military academy, I was probably in my, my early 20s, maybe 21 years old. <clears throat> I was walking around uh, the post there at West Point, and a very attractive young lady came up to me and started talking to me. Now, this is the days when there were no women at West Point, and a woman was an unusual occurrence, and an attractive one was even more unusual. And if she started talking to you, well, there, <laughs> there had to be a reason. But I was a complete idiot, and I, uh, I thought, you know, maybe she, she was attracted to me. And she started talking to me about something with religion and spirituality, but she asked about my background and where I was from, and I thought we were, you know, having a moment. And she said, why don't we get together, you know, over the next day or so. At, there's a place at West Point called Grant Hall. And in Grant Hall, there's couches and things where you can sit down, and it's designed for cadets to entertain and spend time with their families or friends or, you know, female acquaintances, if that's what you what you do there. So we met at Grant Hall, and I think we both probably had a Coke or something. And she... We spent an hour together, and after an hour, I had no clue what she was talking about. I mean, she was going on about the Bible and Abraham and, and, and this, and she kept saying, you agree with that, right, or that makes sense, right? And of course, I'm nodding away like a moron. Sure, that makes, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, all I wanted to do was watch her talk, you know. And finally, after we met about three times, she said, you know, I'd like you to come maybe join me for a weekend. You know, and all my, uh, my, my meters went off <laughs> because to get away from West Point for a weekend was unusual. I could do it, but to get away with a, with, a, with a young lady was, of course, you know, off the charts. Well, I, I quickly realized that it wasn't to just be with her. It was to go to some kind of house somewhere or campus somewhere uh, with a bunch of other young people where we'd all discover the, the wonderful secrets she was trying to share with me. And it, she mentioned Reverend Moon, and so I went back and talked to some other guys, and I mentioned Moon, and they said, oh, man, she's a, she's a Mooney. <laughs> she's trying to get you to go to whatever it is these people do, but if you go to this, you're going to get brainwashed, and, you know, I know so-and-so, a cadet years ago that went to one of these Mooney things, and he went there and got brainwashed and never came back, and so all of that seemed uh, suboptimal to me in terms of a military career, <laughs> and so, so I decided not to pursue that particular course of action, and I never saw her again. After, after I indicated my non-interest in that weekend, you know, of course, she never wanted to see me. So that kind of jaded me early on in terms of nuttiness and spirituality. And then sometime later, I was uh, working at the Pentagon, and this was probably in the early 2000s, and I saw a poster there, and it talked about transcendental meditation. And I thought, man, transcendental, that sounds awesome. You know, I, I, I knew somehow that, you know, meditation was the key to me finding whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing in this life. And transcendental sounded even better. <laughs> so what attracted me, though, was on the poster it said, you know, if you become a, a good at this transcendental meditation, 10 minutes of transcendental meditation is equal to two hours of sleep or something or, or rest for your mind and body and I thought wow count me in you know I my job at the time at the Pentagon was killing me 
And man, if I could just go hide in a dark corner for 10, 15 minutes and come back out like I'd slept for two hours, <laughs> that'd be awesome. So I went to this Transcendental Meditation thing. And it was held in a very nice hotel in Crystal City, Virginia. You know, maybe 50 people there in these little chairs in, the, in a conference room. And eventually, it all sounded pretty harmless. You know, you, you pay whatever it was. They didn't get to the price till the end. But this one dude gets up, and he's a swami. And he starts talking about flying and about how when he meditates, you know, you can cross your legs and flap your knees. And eventually, you start elevating above the ground. And he referred to that as, as flying. And, you know, he talked about how you could eventually develop this, this ability if you practice whatever he, he wanted us to, to purchase and practice. And I kept thinking, you know, I'm not really sure that uh, being able to hover above, <laughs> hover above the ground, I mean, I've done it in helicopters, but to hover above the ground with my knees flapping was, was a, a, a personal goal. And I, I didn't quite grasp how it all, you know, would help me out in the long term. And then came the kicker, you know, if you took this course, the goal was to get you to go to a week-long retreat somewhere, you know, where I guess you became a, a frequent flyer or something. But you, you, you got really good at this transcendental meditation thing. But it was obviously a long-term, heavy-duty commitment. And again, I left that experience pretty jaded about the whole spiritual thing. And then about uh, maybe four or five years ago, I was uh, on the boardwalk in Ocean City. And I, I mentioned in an earlier podcast that I grew up in Ocean City, New Jersey. I worked on the boardwalk. And even as a kid, I worked from uh, sixth grade through high school. Even as a young child, I, I, there was a store on the boardwalk that was very mysterious. It was a palm reading place. And it had these heavy beaded curtains that hung down and behind that was another velvet curtain and if I was walking past and somebody was going into that inner sanctum or whatever I would I would look in and think man wonder what they do in there and every once in a while there'd be a couple ladies hanging out front that worked in there usually smoking you know and they looked mysterious like gypsies or whatever so I'd been on this this quest or this feeling that I there was something else missing in my life and I I thought let me just go see what what there is to this palm reading business. <laughs> so I went into this place and by now, you know, I'm, I'm a, a full grown adult and everything and uh, still searching for something. This is all, this is all well before Matt. And I went into it and this lady brought me in and she had me sit down at this table and inside there were those little compartments. It was all segmented inside the small store with more dark, heavy curtains and there was this table with this red tablecloth, velvet, and a, believe it or not, a crystal ball on the table. I mean, it's just like you'd see in a movie. <laughs> and so I wasn't disappointed. And she took my palm, and I don't remember what she said to me, but she, she indicated that there were other people out after my career. They were out after my, my job, and they were envious of me. And I thought, my job? Who the heck wants me? They can have my job. You know, I don't care. <laughs> Anybody wants my job, all they have to do is ask me, you know, it's not, anyway, she, she said, then she pulled out this box, like a cigar box, and in the box were all these crystals, and she, she held up the crystal, and she said, that's pretty, how about this one, and I said, whatever, and she said, take this for a week, and hold it in your hand, and then you'll, you'll know, as you're, as you're thinking about what you want to do in your life, this crystal will help you, and oh, by the way, what's your phone number, and you can have my phone number, 
And again, I was a complete moron. I gave her my phone number and, you know, come back in a week. So I came back in a week like I said I would. And the pitch was, hey, you know, not only buy the crystal, which is like 200 bucks, but you can get a discount on the crystal for 100 bucks if you hire me to be your spiritual advisor. <laughs> and I said, uh, what? And she said, yes, I'll be your spiritual advisor. And uh, these people that are out to get you, to harm you, you know, if, if you feel threatened, you can just call me and we'll talk about it and, and whatever gypsies do. I don't know. So I said, no, thank you, and, and backed away from that. Now, of course, I'd given her my phone number, so she continued to call me for about two weeks. But uh, thank goodness we never connected. So th those are just a couple things that caused me to be very skeptical and very, uh, you know, I, th I thought this whole spirit thing was, was for nut jobs. And that's why, because of those experiences and, and, and some other ones. So when all this happened with Matt and with the orbs appearing, um, you know, after the initial shock, I started thinking the same thing. This, this can't be, this, you know, I need to understand this. I need to probe this. So that's what this podcast is about. And, and you need to decide, you know, if it's something you want to do or you want to be a part of. I, I'd love to have you listen. Uh, but if, if not, I understand. And uh, there, are, there are other things out there that, especially with business and developing businesses and entrepreneurs, it's all cool stuff. And, and I listen to that too. But this particular journey that I'd love to share with you about spiritual development and, uh, and investigation and evidence is something I'd love to, uh, to have you join me. So that's all for this week. That's all for right now. I don't know about this week, but that's all for right now. And thank you again. Bye-bye. All right. That's a wrap for another podcast of The Soul Unleashed. Thank you for joining me. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you leave a review for wherever you downloaded this podcast and subscribe? That way you'll never miss an episode and you'll be helping other seekers such as yourself, many of them on the same journey, find their way to this podcast and community. Thanks again. Bye-bye.